does it look clean to you? I, Megan, I don't know how to read sound waves. So. All right, we'll just be quiet for a second. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got a perfect. Clean, we, we are got a clean rolling. Record. Um, <laughs> we're gonna leave that in. Hi guys, it's Megan Collins uh, of Style Girlfriend. I'm here with Taylor Davies. Hi, babes. Welcome to another episode of the pod. For a minute, I was like, we're going to rename it, and it's going to be a different thing, and I still like that idea, but I have to tell you, it makes it really confusing for the feed. You haven't figured out how to bifurcate the podcast, Megan? I am not. (laughs) And, like, I might just start putting up, like, a different picture for the ones where you're on, or I might just start being like, this is, like, season two, and season two is just you and me doing this. It's, like, true perspective. Yeah. What you should do is just keep the same photo, but then just, like, Photoshop in a me, a picture of me just, like, creeping over your shoulder (laughs) like this. In my nakedness? Yeah. And I'll just be, like, waving a bra, like, around my finger or something so that everybody knows we're still on theme. (laughs) Is that not right? (laughs) I've never heard a better idea, honestly. Okay, cool. Like, I think we just started the new Tesla. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, (laughs) How was your weekend? My weekend was really fun. I would say it's a more low-key weekend, but the people of New York have been rejoicing because spring feels like maybe sort of possibly finally here. It was very sunny. It was medium warm. The people were out. I'm wearing jeans with holes in them. So so I was in Philly this weekend. My brother-in-law's annual company party was this weekend. Mm-hmm. They're located, they're based in Philly. It's a consulting company. So my brother-in-law lives in Wisconsin and like works in St. Louis for like four days a week. So Whoa. everyone's everywhere. Yeah. Um, but he decided to go on a golfing trip with his buddies to Alabama because my brother-in-law, like, wants to be someone who golfs now. He okay. is not, but he, like, wants to be. Sure. Sure. Uh, so he didn't go to his party, but then my sister was like, well, can I still go? Because, like, you know, the company pays for your ticket out. Yeah. And, and she has three kids, and, like, why wouldn't you want to get away from them for a minute, at least? And so she was like, look, do you want to come and be my plus one? And I was like, you're already the plus one. Yeah. You got, <laughs> like, but yes, yes. Yes, you yeah, yes. Um, so we had, like, a really fun sister's weekend. Oh. At my brother-in-law's company party. Yeah. That he wasn't at. Did you meet any cool people? Or did you mostly just talk in the corner to each other? We talked a lot to each other, but we also looked really cute. So, like, I felt like we played it off in a way that was, like, People felt like you were open to come over and speak to these cute girls standing in the corner? No, more like we weren't being talked to because they were intimidated by us. Oh, wow. That's what I tell myself when, like, I'm not popular at a party. It's because I'm so intimidating. Okay, so, like, when we were at that party on Thursday night, just slamming crudités and Aperol spritzes, and not a single person came up to us and said hello. It was just because they were totally freaked out by how good we looked eating sliders and, uh... Yeah. cocktail. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much my MO. Okay, that that's is a great way to look at it. I'm taking that on the road, done and done. <laughs> I'm, I'm so pleased. My sister said we were a hit the next day. Okay, good. I believed her. Okay. Was this, like, basically, like, a business-themed wedding where, like, there was a dance floor and there was a DJ and everyone was wearing a suit and, like, nobody really kind of knew what to do? Or did everybody know what to do? Did you dance? We did not dance. Okay. My understanding is that my brother-in-law is the, like, party maker. Like, he was actually Of the whole event. Yes. So there was maybe 150 people there, and the CEO got up and made his speech, and the first person that he literally mentioned was my brother-in-law, and was like, oh, he's not here. He'd be the one to be starting the party, so y'all better be, like, getting out and dancing later. Did you guys scream when he did that? Did you go, woo? (laughs) I did a little bit, (laughs) because 
Um, not at that moment, but then they started giving out awards. Oh, first of all, corporate corporation, corporate corporate world, the corporate universe, like the business world. Sure, sure, is so weird, Taylor. Like you and yeah, okay. I have not worked in like a corporate setting. In, I never have. Sure, right. Yeah. I mean, I started in advertising, so I did, but it was like advertising in New York yeah. City, so it was a little bit more like. Yeah. I don't know, like, our holiday parties were, like, debaucherous. They weren't, like, now the CEO gets up and literally hands out awards for, like, sales. Mm -hmm. But that's what happened at this party. So I wanted to tell you about it because it was, again, it was just bonkers. And, like, I'm sure all of our listeners who are, like, people who wear corporate casual stuff to work and, like, have sales goals and whatever, whatever, are like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. duh, Megan. This is how things work. But I felt like Jane Goodall in the effing jungle being like, gorillas, <laughs> like, like, wa- like, let me watch as you mate or whatever because it was just, it was so weird. Mm. Again, I, I was like, I feel cute. I have 17 glasses of, like, champagne in me, so, like, let me just observe. But it was definitely, it was definitely weird. And I don't, I don't know. It was very patriarchal because it was consulting, so it was, like, a bunch of dudes. And then and their, wives, their wives. Like, for sure it was dudes who work there and their wives, not a lot of women in power and their male plus ones. Right. Exactly. Um, But it was funny because, so they did hand out these sales things and that was the second time that my brother-in-law was mentioned because he won a sales thing. Like he achieved a certain amount of sales for the year. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. And it was cool. And so my sister was like, just kind of like, like we both clapped and then the CEO was kind of like, no, like Alana, come up. Accept the award on his behalf. As the award turned out to be a tie. Oh, okay. Very on brand for, I'm like excited to see where this is going. Yes. The tie was Hugo Boss. Okay. It was in like a nice um, little box uh, and it was blue and I mean, it was a very nice tie. As most ties are. Sure. And I texted my brother-in-law and he said, oh, well last year they were Ferragamo. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Exactly. And they just got like acquired by this bigger company. So he's like, well, there's changes, blah, blah, blah. But what was really interesting is then they went to, like, the next tier of sales. So my oh brother-in-law had achieved a certain – he'd, like, sold in a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, and now the blah. Like, they didn't give him a dumb name. Like, now the super duper stars. But it was yeah. just, like, now the people that have achieved this much of dollars of sales. Yes. Guess what ties they got, Taylor? Motherfucker. Ferragamo? They got some Ferragamo ties! Wow, 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 wow. So Ferragamo's still in the mix, but it has been – like pulled upgraded. from yeah upgraded wow yes wow, and it was wow, wow. so funny because again bottles of champagne to me at this point from yeah. the open bar yeah, you and were. I said hey Brian maybe if you'd worked a little harder you'd have gotten that Ferragamo tie so wow. if it wasn't clear that I'm like the worst sister in law in the world I definitely like went to his party and then was just like shunning him you know it wouldn't be a podcast if it didn't begin with you telling a story that end with you giving shade to someone (laughs) maybe we need to have like a shade like megan's shade corner (laughs) (laughs) we'll start we'll like we'll begin with the shade corner and we'll end with the hot takes (laughs) i feel like i generally couch it in like no hate just shade yeah sure there's like there's a middle ground and like maybe my brother-in-law will take this as the poke in the butt that he needs to like sell a little harder next year Ferragamo fire under his ass right I will say okay so for the women at this party they gave uh Tiffany's oh and so I think that was a really interesting classy classic but also kind of basic basic yes but sort of universally understood to have so the upgrade from there is Cartier that's what I was thinking and 
what would maybe come below would or be Bulgari. You could Ooh. go really big and do like watches or something. But yes, that's kind of where I would go with that. Okay. And I just it makes me feel like we should start a consulting company for consulting companies <laughs> to pick their gifts for their token female employees. <laughs> Truly. Or I mean we just party subvert them. We could do the consulting. Things. We could definitely do the consulting. And, you know, gifting for that stuff is a, a whole thing. My, it's, like um, a, it's an industry. In I itself. met this guy who does the uh, swag bags for the Grammys. <gasps> and so I got to peek in all the swag bags for the Grammys, go through the, like, gifting suite and all, and see all the stuff they were giving people for the Grammys. It was wild. Okay. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk to you about this because we re- retweeted this tweet on, I don't know, I want to say it was Friday. It's Sunday okay. now. I got a bunch of sort of reactions both good and bad and it was basically it was this uh infographic that was like men's sandals on one side of the graphic and then like men's sandals that acceptable sandals for men or something right or like that men or that women like see men wearing something to that sure and so there was a bunch of sandals on the one side that was like (laughs) the sandals that exist the sandals that exist and then on the the side where it said something to the effect of like acceptable sandals there was no sandals. No sandals. There's zero sandals. No mandals. Definitely no mandals. So I guess my question is, we've been asked like year in, year out, like, what sandals going to wear? Like, is it really that bad? And you know that I don't like to poo-poo guys from doing anything that like floats their boat. But yep. at the same time, I think it's valid to at least just be like, okay, like no lady is going to get a boner for you if you're wearing X, Y, or Z. And, like, you should just know that. Like, you can still make your own decisions, but, like, just know that the women aren't going to be attracted to you. And if that's, like, important to you, then FYI. Yeah. My feeling is same. I am pretty much in the camp no mandals. Um, But here's where I divvy, which I feel like everyone would be, like, yes, supportive. When you're on vacation, when you are near the beach, flip-flops, do your thing. Mm -hmm. Because... Do your thing. It's the beach. The actual beach or a beach town, you may wear your flippy floppies. Also, I make an exception in the city for um, the morning run for coffee on the weekend with your joggers in your like slides. Slides. Different than And sporty slides. They're not leather. They're not anything. They're probably the Adidas Adelette or some version thereof. If you're balling out, maybe they're Gucci. If you're not, maybe they're from Old Navy. Like, truly, that just simple... Like the shower sandal. Shower sandal that is basically moved from the shower to the streets. We will put up a link and a picture on, on like, the accompanying article for this because I 100% agree with you. And what I realized this weekend, I had a lot of, like, revelations this weekend, clearly. Um, Walking to... Or going to brunch with my sister this morning in Philly. In Philly. Uh, she was like, can I wear these flip-flops? And I was like, well, we're going to be walking 20 minutes, so I just don't think you'll be comfortable, which is what I said out loud. And in my head, I was like, you won't be uncomfortable. But also, flip-flops for 20 minutes in Center City? Like, gross and also uncomfortable and also, like, just, like, not supportive, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is we all kind of, like, went through a phase where, like, flip-flops were the go-to, like, I mean, I went to school in Arizona for four years. Rainbow flip-flops were the uniform. There was no exception. Slides were not chic. It was not the time. It was literally 1,000 years ago. So everybody wore rainbow flip-flops or Javianas, and that's how we got around town, and that was the look. You could wear them to parties. You could wear them to class. You could wear them up, down, and anywhere, and that was the thing. But it was because it was both a college campus and 
um, a setting where it was so incredibly hot that like sneakers, you would get blisters. Like it just wasn't feasible. It was crazy. And, um, so I, I've lived through the flip flops in any setting life. Sure. As an adult woman who knows what it's like to break in a great pair of flip flops and like feel like they're your jam. I'm sorry to report that in big city living, when you're an adult person off of a college campus, for me, it's like a, it's a no-go for men. It's a no-go for women. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing that I think about a lot is, have you ever worn flip-flops when it rains? And you know how the back flips up and it splashes stuff all up on the back of your leg. I think about that in dry weather too, because something is going to get flipped up and like, it, it just, it's not, and the flipping sound, it's not adult, it's not right. And for whatever reason, I know slides also do sort of slip inside, but I think I make a, I just draw a distinction now. There's something about it not being a thong sandal. Yeah. There's something so much more acceptable about a slide. And again, we say, totally. we're using this word like I think everyone knows what it means. I really don't think they do, but basically like the blue and white or black and white striped Stripe sandals. sandals from Adidas. Adidas most, you know, mostly. They're rubber. They're the super simple. Yes, but they also stay on without so much of the flip-flopping sound. Yeah, you shuffle a little more. Yes. Because your feet are more on the ground, so you're kind of like, it's yes. a little bit more of the walking style, not so much the... Yeah, I don't know. I, I was never someone who wore... I'm going to now call them thong sandals. That's God, I, thong sandals is a little well, scary. I just think flip-flop more sounds like an umbrella term for sandal. So I'm just oh, saying really? the ones that okay. go between okay. your yep. toe. Yep, like the one that goes between your toe. toe. Yep. Yeah. Those ones to me have never really actually been like in my comfort zone because mm. they like hit at my like whatever that bone is. Well, if they don't fit comfortably, you're right because they will they push on the sort of like that's that soft space between your big toe and the next toe and they also will press against that bone that goes from the top right. of your foot up into your ankle and it can be crazy uncomfortable. Right. So for me they're neither fashionable nor functional. No. And so you're out 100%. I'm, like, out. I'm pretty much, yeah. Like, if I'm a sh- on Shark Tank, like, I'm just, like, the person that the first thing I say is, like, oh, I, like, respect your work ethic, but, like, this isn't, for me, I'm out. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're not investing. I'm Barbara no matter what. and I'm just, like, bye. Yeah. Wish you the best. So that's me on flip-flops pretty much regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, doubled down on that for guys. Like, Taylor, if you showed up today and you were wearing flip-flops, I'd be, like, okay, whatever. Like, hi, hello, really? how are you? But if you You know I walk down here from the Lower East Side. It takes 30 minutes. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) I'd think it was crazy, but I also wouldn't be like, that looks awful. Maybe I would. Oh, but it does. It's okay. Fine. So I'm trying to be nice. But I guess what I'm saying is it's like, for whatever reason, it's a little gendered. It's a little gendered. Right. And for men, it just feels very like, Juvenile, it seems strange because it makes you. Not thought out. Yes. I think maybe that's what it is. It makes you seem like you don't. Like, know how to take care of yourself because if you did, you would never, yeah, take a 20 minute yeah. walk in flip flops. Yes. Or you would just, you wouldn't. And in this do regard, and in this regard, and I feel like I, I feel like we kind of talk about, I talk about this a lot come the summer months. I have a lot of sympathy for guys when the weather gets warm, especially guys who dress for corporate casual settings who have to wear a suit or a shirt and a jacket and long pants. No matter what the weather really is, anything honestly, women like, have it easier in this regard, and that in and, and applies to shoes. Office, at which point we get totally freezing because air conditioning is like yeah. set for men, but right, sure. exactly, yeah, yeah. and the air conditioning is set for men, exactly. But like with shoes and all that stuff, we have so much more flexibility. So I understand that guys are sort of like, why can't I wear a sandal when it's my day off? Like, and I feel like the thing is not that you can't, but 
unfortunately, other than this sort of like kind of like fun sporty athleisure slide, there has not yet been a mandal that has come along that has given ladies the or like any women the, the like quibbles. idea to be like this is a good looking shoe. Mm-hmm. But and I mean I guess I'll say too like I feel like there's this is like this is a very straight uh sort of opinion slash thing to be. I feel like the gay guys are like loving a fashion sandal. Sure. And they and they it's like a kind of a game respect game kind of thing with yeah. them cuz I, I don't know. No, I agree with that. I mean, I think we've always like owned our head on our Heteronormative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here, that's us. Yeah. here, and that's fine. And I'm not saying don't wear sandals. I'm just saying don't be surprised when women see you as a bit more juvenile mm-hmm. or see you as less of a attractive, like, potential mate because you're showing up at a bar wearing flip-flops. Right, or when you go into any store and go, I think I need a pair of sandals, and when you look around at what's available to you and you go, I don't think any of this is right, mm-hmm. you're right. And we talked last week about, like, like no show socks, like just wear a shoe and wear a no show sock. And I, I mean, I hate to be like, yeah, like this is your lot. Mm -hmm. Like you must wear a really great sort of breathable, um, Vans authentic with a little no show sock everywhere except when you're actually in the sand. And like you literally have agency over your body in a way that like we're not assured. So I don't know, suck it. Take your lumps. Take your lumps. Is that what the expression is? I, I believe it might be. Yeah. Yeah. So in conclusion, not saying don't wear sandals, but just know that we don't like it. Yeah. Just expect to get the reaction you get. Yes. So moving on, we generally sort of tackle a, a lifestyle topic, quote unquote, next. And this isn't a reader question, but this is just something that happened in my life recently. A friend of mine, love her to death, She's uh, she moved back to Wisconsin recently and started seeing this guy who she like reconnected with. Because they had gone to college together. She didn't, so she hadn't seen him in a million and a half years. Oh, yeah, okay. They, I'm intrigued. like, re-met maybe five, six months ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, pretty quickly became, like, an item. And not just an item, but, like, they were talking about marriage. They were, like, to the point that it was, like, they had looked at engagement rings. He's very much, like, yeah. well ingratiated with her wow. family. Like, it, it's official. Like, yes. we're exclusive. Pretty much, like, right away. Like, they'd been maybe... A month and a half, two months, Ooh, wow, and then okay. they like went full throttle. Mm-hmm. And the next time that I saw them, she was like, "This is my boyfriend again." Like, we're going on this vacation. We're talking about marriage. We're looking at moving in together. Like full, like light speed. She so, was talking marriage. We are taking a trip together. As of like the holidays, like I mean, they just so how long have they been dating? A month ago. So all told, it was maybe like five, six months. Okay. So basically, she. Text me last Sunday morning. You know me. I'm up at like 8, whether I stayed out until 7 in the morning, whatever. So she texts me (laughs) and she's like, can you talk? And I was like, I can. (laughs) And so she calls me and she's just like, so he, I got up at his place on Friday morning, gave him a kiss goodbye, said I love you, went off to work. He texted me halfway through the day and was like, can you come over after after bar? Um, I want to talk. And when she got there, she found all of her stuff. In a bag. No. And he said, I don't think that we are meant to be together. I don't know that you want to necessarily stay in Wisconsin. Um, by the way, if you can tell him from Wisconsin, it's how you know is when I say the word Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> and she she was blindsided. Blindsided, Taylor. And, like, 
she opened the door and her stuff was in a bag in his hand, basically. Right. And not just, I'm breaking up with you, but I'm breaking up with you because I, I think that you aren't in this, right? So she couldn't even really fight against it because she was like, all I can say is that I am. Yes. And so, so basically what happened, so she was telling me this and she's like, I really want additional, like I, I want some, not even closure because she kind of was still in the headspace of like, if I can convince him that I do want to be in this, then maybe we can be okay. Yeah. Which is, I think what many slash most women do is sort of feel like, I feel like what I'm getting is not quite, you, you just sort of feel this pull to be like, wait a second, isn't there anything I can do to sort of like keep this from going all the way over the edge? Right. And so what I said to her was, look, like you might feel like you quote unquote need answers, but I don't necessarily think that you're going to get that from him. The answer, all you really need to know is that he knew enough to want to break up with you. And so at this point, if you're like, hey, like, can we get together to talk? Even if he says yes, I just don't know what you're going to get from this conversation. And so I said, I think what you should do is say, like, look, I need to, I would like to have another conversation before whatever, like, two weeks from now. And then kind of give him that, or would it, a week. Sure, yeah, whatever. a week from now, yeah, yeah. Um, and if I don't hear from you by then, or if I, if I don't feel like we're able to have a conversation, like, I'm going to not move on, because that's, you know, not necessarily the right terminology, but, like, she's... She, I think the right thing to do is sort of close that book and say, like, I I guess I'm not going to get more answers from you on this. Because what he said initially, he didn't really want to have a conversation when whatever that happened on Friday. That He was just like, I, I just don't really feel like I can talk about it. But again, like, to me, I felt like... He didn't want to talk about it, but he was very but, sure. Yes, he felt confident enough in whatever it was he was feeling... So he had had his feelings sorted out enough to be able to break up with this great girl who, you know, they had previously been talking about getting married. Yeah. And so I guess my question to you is like, or like what I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. I think, again, as women talking to a mostly male audience of listeners, right. I think um, I want to sort of just encourage guys to, if you're breaking up with someone, do them the due diligence of thinking through why you're doing it and trying to get as clear as possible and be as honest with yourself and be as honest with her about why you're breaking up so that she at least can walk away feeling like she has like bullet points for her relationship notebook of like, here's what I maybe did wrong. Here's where we weren't compatible, like where it was nobody's fault. Here's where you maybe weren't ready for a relationship, right? Because again, what my friend came away with was a man telling her what she thought and felt. And that didn't seem fair. And so that's that's really frustrating. And she has this, like, lack of closure and she has this lack of, like, ability to stand up for herself because that's what's scary about relationships, right? All it takes is one person deciding they're out for it to be done. Yep. Because you can't talk yourself back into a relationship. Nope. So, again, not what do you guys need to do because we don't want to tell guys what to do or not to do. Yeah. But what do you think is, like, and what do you think guys ought to do to be good guys when they're ending a relationship? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is just, I feel like this is just such a, um, like sort of a loaded, a loaded topic and such a poignant one too, because I mean, I think we talked about breakups two episodes ago and it's such a, like, it's such a hard thing and everybody struggles because every relationship is different and every ending of every relationship is different. Um, but here's what I think about when you're ending them. The thing 
about it is that you know what I want to tell everyone is that like if someone is breaking up with you if they have worked up the courage to have this conversation it's real because think about like how scared like think about any time you've ever broken up with someone like my god it takes up so much courage you get such a like pit in your stomach and you feel awful while it's happening you do no matter what and I sort of forget that because I've been on the receiving end of like a horrifying like out of nowhere breakup and you're sort of like you're just like it's a gut punch that you can't see coming but I've also had to I mean even do something as casual as text someone saying hey I don't think I really want to like see you again after a first date Mm -hmm. and then and even that gives you a little bit of that clenching you still feel a little bit guilty so the thing is if if someone is going is taking the time to have a conversation it's pretty serious. So what I think the clarity that you need to find if you're a guy who is doing the breakup is what I think the error in this story that you've told me and like what makes me upset is him saying, well, I think you feel X, Y, Z. This is not a reason to break up with someone and it's not going to give anybody any peace of mind. And if you're a guy and you use that as your reasoning, you're going to get chased down for more and it's going to be hard and it's going to be drawn out and you're going to be forced into more conversations you don't want to have and probably being forced into saying something sort of hurtful or rude that you maybe didn't want to say from the beginning. So I think you need to sort of like get clear on and maybe this means, I don't know, like taking a note in your phone or writing it down or like talking to a friend about it saying, what are the reasons that I literally, I, I do not want to see this person at all anymore. And they should be all you. It should be, I feel this way when I'm with you. I like think that my life is going this way. And it has to be like, and it's, you know, that old adage of like, it's not me, it's you. Right. Or it's not you, it's me. Or it's not you, it's me. Mm -hmm. No, that's what you say. It's not me, it's you. Or no, it's not you, it's me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's not you, it's me. Edit all of that out. I that, will leave that in because I'm mm, mm. That old adage, it's not me. It's not you. It's me. Oh, my God. Fuck. I can't one do it. One more time, Taylor. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait. I'm sorry. You, you mentioned an old <laughs> adage. Which one was it, Taylor? It's not you. It's me. Nailed it. <laughs> so the thing is, it's a cliche for a reason, and it should be because it should be you. You're the one doing the breakup. It should be you. And because the truth is every person is going to be themselves and they shouldn't have to change. It's just a matter of finding the person that you match up with, right? So like they could be the greatest person in the world. This is what often happens, right? People are nice. People are amazing. It's just not the right fit. And then you have to find this sort of uncomfortable way to tell someone that you just don't think it's the right fit even though they are amazing. Yeah. My friend is awesome. She has a great job. She has amazing friends, amazing family. She's gorgeous. So yes, I agree with you. I think – it's not you. But it's throwing me. the platitudes of like, I think you are this and this and this and this. Right. Ugh, like. Right. And so I think it's it's not you, it's me for X, Y, and Z reason. Yeah. And you don't say that exact phrase. You have to speak from the heart. You have to say like truly what the reason is. Like That presupposes that the guy actually knows what the reason is that he's breaking up with her, which I also gosh, feel like a lot of I guys know. aren't necessarily just, super self They feel like it's ambiguous and they just know it's not right. Or it's. They're also in their 30s and they've never had to, they've also never been married and they're realizing that that's a really scary thing that is a choice and not like Mm -hmm. necessarily just, oh, this is a Disney movie and we saw each other across 
hill and yeah, you know, yeah. hearts or they're not started ready. popping up and we sang a song <laughs> and now we're married. Like, But I, I mean, I think that men and women both feel that way, right? Like I think that we all think that it's just supposed to be this thing where it's like super obvious. Like a click. A click. And so I think that in the same way that we're, we're both still waiting for the click, right? Yeah. Like, and it makes you wonder if the click actually happens or if people just make a decision that this is, you know, my taxi light is on and I'm ready yeah. to be married and have a partner and have yeah. kids and da, 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 da. And I think that it's super worthwhile for guys to have like a check-in with themselves about if they are breaking up with someone, totally fine. You're like allowed to do yeah, what you're you right. want, live your life. Exactly. Just have a think about what it is that is precipitating the breakup so that you can be, again, as honest as possible while still being diplomatic. And so, yes, to your point. And not hurtful. And not, like, purposely hurtful, right? Because, like, if the reason you're breaking up with her is because the sex is really bad, you don't want to just come in swinging going, I need to tell you my truth, which is that, like, (laughs) I don't think our sex is good. So honesty is a great policy, but, like, delicacy is also important, right? Like, with... I, I hope that our that your readers, our readers, know that there's a difference between being blunt and being truthful, yeah. right? So chemistry is a great word to use when you feel like that's what the issue is. Mm-hmm. But put it back on you. Put like, it back I on you. I don't think. Right. I'm not getting, I'm I not don't. feeling the chemistry. And I think we both deserve better. And I think when you're doing the breaking up, you've got to own it. And you've got to own it from the beginning to end. And be kind and be truthful. And like, the thing is, it's going to be hurtful, but if you try to dance around it too much, like, there's a great episode of this show that I love, Love Sick, on Netflix. Oh, I watched, like, one episode of that. You got to get more into it. I, I swear to God, it's worthwhile. Wait, wait, wait. No, I think I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Love. love oh, sick Love is-, is the worst. I watched one episode, and I'm out 100%. Okay, yes, yes. Love, love Sick is the one about the guy who, like, gets nasty. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, yes. Oh, my yes. God, I just, like, Everyone should be watching the show. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, Oh, this is a brilliant British, television show. British television yeah. is so wild that you get to be so much less attractive and the production quality yep. gets to be so much lower. Yes. But it's still good. Oh, man. It's so smart. It's such but a it smart show. it looks like it was made in college. Yes. Like, it looks like someone at my college made that show. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, in the middle of the third season, or towards the end of the third season, which is the newest one, or the fourth season, maybe. Oh, I believe they call it series. And series. Yeah. Season. The fourth series, the third series. Oh. Man, this show is so good, you guys. It's I so can't. Good. It's for men, for women, it's for everyone. It's so humorous and so true to life. But he basically, they do a flashback and the guy, the main character, Dylan, tries to break up with a girl and he just says these things, well, you know, I think you're amazing, right? And you're a really special person and like whatever. And she just cuts him off and goes, I think I know what you're going to say. And he's like, do you? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, and it's okay. You don't have to say it. And he's like, oh, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to go down and get a drink. They're like at a beer hall and he's like, oh, wow, okay, and she leaves. And the whole misunderstanding is that basically, like, she thinks that he's going to tell her that he loves her, (laughs) and she wants to make it less awkward by saying that he doesn't have to say it, and she wants to break up with it. He wants to break up with her, and it's a whole miscommunication. It ends up, and he ends up explaining it to a friend, and she comes up behind him and overhears the whole thing. It's a disaster. (sighs) But anyway, you don't. The point is, don't start a breakup by, like, listing all the reasons you like this right. person. We don't need the shit sandwich. I can't. I cannot. You're great. No. I'm breaking no, up no, with no. you. It's, but also, you're great. And we've been down this road. You and I both could probably list more stories than we needed to count of being put into a compliment sandwich where the truth lies somewhere in the middle and it's whatever you don't want to hear. So, what is, like, what is she, 
owed. I mean, I think the thing is, is if you find yourself, like if you've been broken up with and the conversation didn't go the way you wanted, man, it's rough. But I think that what you have to decide at the end of the day is that probably if the conversation took place in the first place, that will answer every question you have. Yeah. Because that's your answer. answer. Every um, additional explanation you could get every like, it's going to be painful and it's going to be maybe more truthful. Sure. But like, gosh, like don't go through it. I, I truly, I think if someone has the conversation to break up with you, that's your sign. That's your, that's what it is. And if they regret it and if they want to reconsider things, you will get the call. Yes. I'm, I'm probably too big of a believer in the idea that you shouldn't, which is a word I don't like, right? need mm-hmm. another word I don't like, anything, right? Like if you, if I, if I, Megan, need you, Taylor, to understand that I feel this way, like I'm already off base because me needing you to understand something, it like externalizes. It puts a big expectation on me that I never saw coming and I may not be able to deliver on and that I'm going to under deliver on without even knowing it. Right, exactly. And so what can I do to make sure that I'm getting what I need? The only person I can really look to is myself. Mm-hmm. So my friend feeling like she needs answers from this guy, it's not that I'm saying that's unfair or I, I guess it's... We all do. That, we all wish that we yes. could but I think go into a crystal ball and like put that conversation in a vacuum and get someone to tell us the very honest truth of like, here are exactly the things... That I think because we're all gluttons for punishment. We are. We want to know exactly what's wrong so we can keep working on ourselves and keep fixing ourselves and keep doing these little things that we think will make us perfect for the next relationship. Yes. And so I think to me, like my takeaway, and like God bless my friend, because she's already just sort of like, well, I guess, you know, I'm gonna take this relationship and do what I can to not like let it make me bitter. Because I really thought it was going this one way and, and I, you know, I didn't see this coming. And sometimes you have that intuition of like things are, seem like they're off. And she's like, I didn't have that. But I think my takeaway is just to say, I have a platform for all these guys out there who are still dating. And like, I just want them to be the best guys that they can be. So if they are in a situation where they're breaking up with someone to give as much of a truthful explanation as possible Honest while being uh, unhurtful. Sensitive. Yes, while being sensitive. That even if the woman feels, again, blindsided or hurt, she, I mean, in which she will, to at least give her as much information as possible to sort of grab onto so that she can walk away having, like, learned something or having closure or having, like, as much information as possible so that she's not sitting there waiting for you to again, give more information, which is mm-hmm. what you don't want because yeah. you've already broken up with her and, like, the whole point is that you don't you, necessarily want her in your life anymore. Yeah. Like, just give her as much, yeah, truthful yet compassionate information as possible so that it's not leaving the door open, so that it's not necessitating a bunch of extra, like, continually hurtful in maybe less so but still impactful ways. Like, it t- creates this long tail of a ghost of a relationship right like you get this sort of like rebound boomerang effect of like you're still kind of like looking for closure looking for closure looking for closure so just yeah if you're the one doing the breaking up just give her as much closure as possible at the time and do her the favor and yourself the favor of thinking in advance 
why am I really breaking up with her? And be as honest with yourself as possible. Because again, if it's literally just that you want to go out and like bang a bunch of chicks because you're not ready to like whatever, again, don't say that exactly, but like make it about you, not about her. Yep. When you're like talking to her, like talking through it. A hundred percent. And I think this is also a great moment to mention that I wish that every person going and breaking up with someone would eradicate the phrase, I hope we can still be friends. Because you can't. No. Unless it is years on and both of you are in new relationships, that friendship will not actually be a friendship. The friendship that comes after dating someone is the thing you do before one of you starts dating someone else. It's a life rope or a life raft, I guess. A life raft. Yeah. And it's it, it's not it just it's not real. And I think that nobody gets the opportunity to recover fully and move on fully and be their best selves if you guys are still trying to hang on to a, like a, a quote-unquote friendship. I think it's complete sham. And I think that we need to let go of that from both sides. Yeah. If you're doing the breaking up, you have to be prepared for the consequences of this person isn't going to be in my life. And our social circle is going to Do not tell that girl you still want to be friends. Please, please don't. And literally, even if you do want to be friends with her still. It's not fair. It's not. Yeah, you don't get to It's not fair. You don't that. get that. Mm-hmm. You're losing that. Like, that's part of the breakup. Yeah. That's part of knowing a person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, my friend is great and this guy's a dick, so. Yeah, bye. Forever. Loser. You know what? Did, I ever, did we ever talk about this? What? He was the one. I only feel comfortable saying this now. The first time I met him, he gave me a hug where it was like full body head to toe touching. Oh, we've talked about this. And I was like, like this is a your thing hands are people. connecting from tip of the finger to bottom like of the, the palm. The prayer hands emoji, which yeah. is what me and this man were doing when he hugged me and I was like this is not something I'm comfortable with. So the only again, if they get back together tomorrow, I'm really happy for them. I'm going to be rising whatever whatever. But if they don't, it's because he hugged me head to toe, yeah. hips included. I would love to know what the people in the comments and in the DMs and everything think of this like full body hug situation because I think we all sort of feel some type of way about it, which to me is like, it's a little lurky. I mean, it was the first time we met and it was, I was meeting him as his girlfriend's friend. I don't Our even know how you... genitals don't need to be touching right now, even through pants. I don't even know how you enter into a full body hug. So, like, he stepped to you, though. Because yes. I feel like I'm always keeping my feet in a certain place and sort of, like, moving you the front, the like, hips. moving the top yep. part of my body to kind of give that, like... You bend forward at the hips. You yep. maybe get, like, the chest and So the, he um, would have had to do a big step forward to meet you, essentially, at the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> All of our joints were touching. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Stranger. So. I don't like that. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, bye. That was <laughs> <laughs> that got like really serious. Yeah. Should we talk about hot takes? Yeah, let's do hot takes. Okay. Can I tell you mine? Yeah, please. Ah, okay, so I was actually super off Twitter this weekend, which felt really nice. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I did see on like my media slash fashion slash sports Twitter feed, which is kind of like somehow has become my feed, which is I'm fine with it. Yeah. Is that uh, apparently on Saturday night, LeBron James, well, I guess before Saturday night, had bought all of his, like, Cavs teammates 
Tom, like custom Tom Brown suits for game three of the playoffs against the Pacers. Okay. Okay, which means it's what you wear entering and exiting the game. What you're just photographed entering. in? Just, just entering. entering. Just yeah. entering. You're like okay. walking into the locker room and like, yeah, all you're the You're in the tunnel or whatever there. where yeah, they people get photographed. On, yeah, okay. like getting kind of like... Got it. I'm, I'm mentally picturing. Yes. And they looked... And we'll put up a picture. Okay. If for anyone that didn't know. Um, I didn't know. Yeah, so for you, Taylor. <laughs> put up a picture. Put up a picture for me. Didn't you look at the picture in the... I put a link in the outline. I... Ugh. <laughs> Why do I even bother? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Anyways, you you know what a Tom Brown suit looks like. I do. We live in New York City. I know about um, the stripes. I know about the detailing. Right. So for those who, who don't know, basically Tom Brown is this like amazing designer in New York that's like very or well yeah here, um, avant garde maybe is like the right cropped word. leg tight fit super tight suits. They're very slim. To me, like, it's like fancy Uniqlo. Yeah, it's like a fashion way. It's in a it's in a skinny way that's about fashion. It's a skinny fit. Yes. Yeah. And so, and everything is sort of shrunken, and everything is very specific. Like, it looks like if Wes Anderson made a movie about, like, Japanese school children. Yeah. That's what their uniforms would be. Totally. Um, so, like, really skinny fit, really, like, just, again, everything as if it got shrunk in the wash. Slightly shrunken. Yes. Um, the women wear, like, pleated skirts. Like, if you, again, if you live it in New York or anywhere there's a Tom Brown store, I suppose, you could spot someone that works at Tom Brown because they're wearing, like, what looks like they a wear uniform. They wear it, yeah, and it's got this little tag. It's a red, white, and blue stripe, kind of like it's French, and the tab, it'll be like a little tab on the back of the shoe or the, or the like side the, of the pant or, like, the inside of the lapel of whatever. They're very, like, once you start seeing them, you'll start seeing them everywhere. Yes, and anyone who uh, works there or sort of ascribes to that um, fashion sensibility, Mm-hmm. It's not something that you really just, like, work in a piece at a time. It's, like, you do the head-to-toe thing. And so that's what LeBron yeah. did. He outfitted his whole team in head-to-toe Tom Brown, which, if we've described it well, you will understand that it's probably mostly meant for more slight people, like people who are And these are gigantic basketball players. Yes. <laughs> and so it was wild because, like, it was very much the aesthetic. It was, like... The suit plus sort of this like cardigan that Tom Brown always wears and like yeah. you know this like button in the middle and and it's a I like it like I think it's cool and sort of interesting and I liked that he sort of got the whole team to do it. Were they all in the same suit? They were in like you know it was like the Destiny's Child kind of thing where it's like they were all coordinating <laughs> but they weren't like matching. But he was the Beyonce. Like LeBron was He's the Beyonce. Like, he had the best look of all. Arguably, okay. He was wearing these like combat boots. For sure, need to see a picture of this. I mean, it was very, it was like a fa- like a capital F fashion, capital M moment. Yes. Okay. Got it. And so everyone was talking about it, yep. but once I saw it, they had already lost the game. Oh. So they had like made this big fashion moment, and then they lost, mm-hmm. and then it was sort of like, oh, you made this big deal. It's almost like um, if you propose to a woman, like, at a baseball stadium on the Jumbotron, and then she says, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like he made this very public statement or this very public... um, Show of strength. Yes. And then it was like, JK, Pacers beat us in game three. Oh, boy. Right. And so I don't really have anything to say beyond (laughs) A... I was surprised by how much I was, like, into these looks. I was okay. like, oh, like, this, like, again, shrunken, skinny man 
vibe actually works really well on like big bulky tall athletes and I'm into it. Okay. But what made me laugh was that sports Twitter was like, oh, like these guys are wearing these like crazy suits, but fashion Twitter, Taylor, I can't even tell you, everyone's hot take was, well, maybe if they hadn't worn socks, they would have won the game. Socks was the thing. Yes, because like the whole Tom Brown aesthetic is like, it's very ankle. much like I bought a bare ankle. Yes. And so it was just like very funny <laughs> to see these worlds colliding of like fashion Twitter being like, well, obviously, because they wore socks. I'm like, how dare they? That's my weird impression of fashion Twitter people. But like, <laughs> it was a layer. It was like Jason Gay being just like, oh, like, well, like from Wall Street Journal, like maybe, yeah, like maybe if they had actually like stuck to the like head toe aesthetic, like that's what would have made the difference. Wow. So it was a lack of commitment fashion wise that to, led like, to their L-E-W-K. defeat. Woo! Wow, 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 wow. It was so funny and I was just like again I was really glad that I came in for the tail end of it because I felt like I got to like live the whole the arc yeah <laughs> for sure wow so and it makes me curious like what will they wear I mean it's not over the series oh it's not over, over? no it's not single elimination no it's out of seven games okay I don't know a lot about the NBA so I know I know but yeah no I think they both want I think it was I mean no they're not out yet okay great well great can't but wait to see what happens next. Sure. Yes. And I'm sure you'll be, like, checking out, like, the runway show that is the locker room walk now. Dude, yeah. I feel like now I'm really got to be keyed in because does he have a backup plan? If the Tom Brown suits didn't work, what's the next step? Well, that's what Sports Twitter, like, their reaction was, was like, oh, wow, like, hope he, like, kept the receipts because... <laughs> we want to return like, all these custom looks because they didn't do the trick. <laughs> And no one will ever be able to wear them because they're such giant people and there's no one else on the planet who can fit into them because they're so gigantic and they're so custom. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Wow, wow, wow. I love that. I yeah. love that hot take. That's hilarious. That's why I can't get up And intriguing. Mm-hmm. And exciting. And that's it. I'm going to show you these pictures because okay. they're to die for. I love it. I can't I can't wait. believe that I you just, wait. like, straight up, like, didn't. You never look at the hmm. outline. Oh, no. Oh, I did see this picture. Yes. Oh, yeah, I did see this picture. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know, but I need more. I need to see more people than just LeBron James wearing this L-E-W-K. Oh, well. Let me show you, J.R. Smith. Let me show you, Ooh, Jordan Clarkson. I, these guys don't like it as much, I can tell already. They all feel sort of wonky in it. Well, it's a very This makes me upset, Megan, and you need to tell the People's Style Girlfriend <laughs> that this is never acceptable. A push-up sleeve. I think he wanted to show... This is Jordan Clarkson. I think he wanted to show that he was, like, doing something different. With a tote bag. Yeah, he needs a doctor's bag. Okay, the doctor's bag is fine, but, like, the he's... I think the push-up sleeve with a jacket is so Miami Vice. Like, I can't... And with everything else so buttoned up, I can't do with a push-up... Pushed-up sleeve. <laughs> I don't know. I... This is bonkers to me. I don't know, Megan. <laughs> But this is, a, this is a for sure, like, one of the most worthy hot takes we've had because this is insane to look at all these different guys in the same outfit. All wearing sacks. And all wearing sacks. But, again, they put their own spin. Again, we talk about this on Style Girlfriend a lot, the idea of destiny's childing as a verb. Like, oh, okay. To, to wear something that is coordinating but not matching. And this is, like, the ultimate coming together of that vibe is, oh like, them. Gosh. Again, so, so, like, again, new looks. You see George Hill. If he's wearing a cardigan, you can't see it because he's buttoned up. You look at, like, Rodney Hood, like, you can see the cardigan, like, he's got the vibe. Yeah. Like, but he's wearing a sneaker, like, yes. and, and the other guys are wearing boots. So it's, like, everybody kind of put their own spin on it, which I respect. I do, too, but it didn't help them. They all felt, like, comfortable. <sighs> Maybe they were just nervous about the game they were about to lose. Oh, I think they didn't like walking in in these two tight suits. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think they all felt a little off their game. I don't think it gave them the confidence boost that LeBron th- thought that it would. Thought that it would. Yeah. yeah. That's my hot take of that. Your hot take. Your hot take of my hot take. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Well, what's your hot take? Question mark. Okay. My hot take is a horn tooth. I wrote an article this week for NBC News. They have a website called Better that's all about like relationships, lifestyle stuff. I wrote a whole article about a cool thing we know as sexting. Yeah, that's right. I wrote, Megan, I wrote 2,000 words about sexting for an NBC News website. (laughs) And I feel amazing about it. You feel good about it? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Did you tell your parents? Did you send them the link? No, I didn't tell my parents, nor did I send them the link. They don't know what I'm up to. Um... I mean, they do in some sense, but I don't tell them every single story I'm writing ever. Um, But this was, for sure, the most um, sexually explicit article I've ever written. You did a survey. We put it. We forwarded it. I did a survey. Maybe you guys took it about sexting. And I'm sorry. I'll apologize in advance. Only one statistic from that article made it into the final, like from that survey made it into the final cut, which is just how many people I knew were sexting and how many people weren't, which I would happy to report 85% of the people who filled out that poll have either sent or received a sext. Yeah, a lot of people, Megan. Yeah. I'm one of them. (gasps) (laughs) But you also very broadly (laughs) define sext. Your definition of sex includes just like emojis that could be considered sexual. Well, I think that they should all, everything that you, anything that's considered a sext should be considered either. Um, a contribution to a conversation that's happening while um, people are are away from each other. Okay. Or as foreplay to an upcoming IRL interaction. Okay. Yep. So I think it can be as casual as sort of like a beep boop bop emoji thing that's sort of like I'm thinking of you like you're sexually attractive to me whatever sure or it can be this sort of like i'm testing the waters like my article basically so if you guys don't know nbc news is a website that's like definitely geared towards like late 30s 40s 50s like older people so the thesis was i read some statistics on psychology today that sexting has benefits for people in long-term and committed relationships yes so they turned that into sort of like marriage but i would like to say that it's just like basically for people who are committed to each other Doing something like exclusively. Yeah. If you're monogamous with someone, like sexting has this like great potential benefit to your relationship, whether you're long distance or whether you're not or whether you work hard or like whether you see each other all the time. It's just this thing that like it can either keep you close when you're apart or set the scene for something to come, like even if you're just both like working a long day. So I kind of got into that. I interviewed um, this like woman who actually interestingly enough used to be my intern back in the day and is now like made a huge go like of a career she's writing a book she's like a feminist like um uh writer she writes about sex she writes about relationships she writes about all kinds of stuff she's really awesome and I interviewed her about like these kind of like fun hot tips that people can like tangible tips that people can take into their lives to introduce sexting as part of their like regular relationship and um I just think it's one of those things where I just like I believe in it really strongly like even though I found the data and like wrote the article around that I was like wait I really like stand for this as a concept because I think that like texting has become such a like crazy part of our lives like nobody feels like they get any time apart because we're just texting all the time like oh did you pick up milk like how's your day going like 
whatever, if you can just add a little something saucy into that every now and then, it doesn't have to be every day. It's not like nobody's like making you feel obligated to like turn every conversation into a sexual moment. Just like living your life is your whole life is in a sexual moment. But there's so much to be gained from like taking these like small interactions and then making them feel like flirty. If you feel like you're like, it's been a hot minute since you like had a hot minute. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So my hot take is, hey, everyone, if you're in a committed relationship, even if you're in a date, I honestly, like, I'm kind of, I kind of stand for sexting in, like, all its forms, like, whenever it feels right to you, I think you should be doing it, because I think it's always, like, fun, like, it gets everybody in a good mood, I think it's playful, and also, like, exploratory and amazing, so, send a sext. Oh, do you want to clarify? Yes. Your definition of a sext is what? Okay, so, sext has a couple of things where people go. It's either a photo or a written out message. And sex is sort of the broad term that covers both of those things. And so what I want to say is that I know that a lot of people feel very concerned about somebody seeing a photo or dealing with the sort of like feeling nervous about taking a photo and feeling like you don't look your best or like all that stuff or feeling like you're not the best writer. So that writing all this stuff, like um, writing out your feelings or writing out what you would do to someone is intimidating. So pick a, like, pick a lane or try both lanes. I think both of those things are open to you. And so you should feel open to try either one. And they don't have to be completely nude. They don't have to be completely explicit. You can start with something flirty. So Gigi, who I interviewed, um, said that, like, you can start with something really kind of testing the waters, like dipping a toe, like saying, if you haven't seen them, like, hey, like, I had a dream about you last night. And maybe you, like, say something like, oh, we were making out in my bed and, like, um, I wish you were here or s- something so easy. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you're a woman, it's like, Oh, like I'm wearing this dress that, um, I really like and actually makes me feel pretty sexy. And then you just sort of like see what the other person responds. And it's a very easy way to test the waters, so to speak. If you're not someone who's like sexed with your partner before you see what they say, you get the hot response. You keep going, you get a tepid response, shelf it and try again another time. But like the, the odds are you're going to get a positive response, even if they like can't deal with you right at that second and like engage the way you want them to they have, like they're like in a meeting yeah whatever. they're in a meeting or they're having lunch with their parents or like something crazy like that like I just think that everybody should feel like we need to like turn these like um technological prisons that we've been sort of like locked into to our advantage yeah and I think that to your point like it is I think sex should be defined as a sexy text message it's mm-hmm. not a dick pic no and it's not and it doesn't necessarily have to be explicit it can build up and it can start very like flirty and chit chatty and, and then, maybe that's even as where it yeah and goes. that's all and you that's need where it ends right? yeah and then exactly. like, everything picks up that mm-hmm. evening when you see each other or whatever. yes yes and then the other thing I'll add is sort of like a caveat to like make sure you're on the right track um I think this applies more for women than it does for men but I think it goes both ways where like you want to make sure that like if you send sort of like a test the waters text that you always want to be getting as much as you're giving with sexting. So make sure that like whoever you're sending this to is in the mood too, because it should be a two way street. It should be just as enjoyable for you as it is for them. And so like, if you're just getting like an emoji or like a one word response, like 
that that's your cue that maybe you're in sort of like waters that the person that you're with is not quite as comfortable with it as you are. Although to wrap up, what is your favorite sexting emoji? Whoa. Like what should people feel good about receiving as a reply to a sexy text message? Oh, I feel like there's all kinds of things. The fire emoji, like the, just the fire. Like if, if you send a kind of ex, like explicit or suggestive text and someone sends the fire emoji back, that's a great response. You should feel inspired to build on that. Or the um, purple face with the horns that's smiling. That's like kind of the universal code yeah. for horny. Hong Kong, my favorite word. Horny, horny, horny. <laughs> is the purple face with the devil horns. Yeah. But what about less expected emojis that are an encouraging sign that, yes, I like this? Ooh, the looking eyes. I feel like the eyes that are sort of like giving you the kind of like side eye, like I'm checking you out. Or the sort of like shaking my head emoji that's sort of like the side smile. I feel like that's a good one. The Which drooling my face emoji. Which mother used to send me until I was like, hey mom, just FYI. Like that's like actually a really sexual It's flirty. It's also kind of like suggestive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Totally. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes, I would say if it, the one word answer or the one word reply is, I don't know, like Mm, or like, uh-huh, like yeah. the smiley face, but that's like a straight across smile. Like maybe take that in a bad way. But if it's an emoji, that's pretty much like anything but that. Like I actually think that's okay. Yeah. Hearts for eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything. Well, you had mentioned to me the one, and I think that you said there was like a poll <laughs> about this, but with the hands up around the face, that that's actually like a really sexy reply. Wait, no. The one, the article that I sent you was like, it's like the, the purple face, the clown for some oh, reason. That's gross and weird. The ogre, the red face that has the teeth that's like, and then the um, like drooling face. Okay. Yeah. So guys, if you send a sexy message, just be on the lookout for those as replies. Mm-hmm. Apart from the eggplant. <sighs> well, that's more, well, woman. That's explicit. That. That's, ex- yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like you test the waters. You kind of like, you wait in, you see how the water feels. Yeah. I like that you sort of kept it to, if you are in a relationship where you are trusting of this person and they are trusting of you. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, we can go into a whole other episode about early in the game sexting, Ugh. which is a whole other thing. Yeah. But this is if Which you, often makes people feel really uncomfortable. Right. So this is if you're, like, she's not going anywhere, I'm not going anywhere, then go for it. Yeah. And this is, like, a fun thing because we've already established that there's, like, a great sexual chemistry here. Right. There's, like, a sexual relationship. So, like, why not? Yeah, and you're in, like, the trust tree. Like, yeah. nothing bad's coming from this. The trust tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I okay. went there. It's not the trust circle. It's the trust tree. We're in the trust tree. Okay. All right. So, yeah, uh, send sexy messages until you decide to break up with someone, at which point be really honest with them, but also diplomatic. Don't tell them it was their sexting that made you break up with them. And if you're going to hire or have a corporate party, hire me and Taylor to buy the gifts. Yep. We're ready. All right, that's been this great episode. Taste. We knew. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this episode, rate and review us on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are everywhere but Spotify, which we are still working on. So thank you for your patience on that. Stay tuned. I don't know. Tweet at Spotify and be like, let's add more on there. Like, do, you know, let's let's do your part. Honestly, this is free content. Yeah, geez, you're welcome. Do your part. All right. Uh, yeah. Have a good week. Yeah, we love you guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.